Your generosity is more important than your perfectionism. Seth Godin. Welcome to the Virtus Podcast. My name is Simon Cooper. I am your host for today, taking over from Lachlan Wallace. Uh, my guest today is Miss Jasmine Birch, uh, our newest performance coach at Virtus Performance. She is uh, an extraordinary coach. She's an asset to our team, and we've loved having her take on um, a different role at the gym over the last six months, shifting from the Virtus Mentorship, which she finished earlier in the year, and transitioning to, to a coach. Uh, I had a fantastic conversation today. We spoke a little bit about uh, the last six months and what's changed, uh, what's next for both of us over the next 12 months, and what the what the perfect, perfect coach is. Uh, My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Afternoon, everyone. This is the Virtus Podcast. I'm Simon Cooper, and I have today with me uh, Miss Jasmine Birch. Welcome. Hello. I'm here. <laughs> What's happening? Not much. Just same old. Same old. Yeah. What a rubbish answer. Uh, I know. <laughs> no. Um, so we're taking over the podcast today. No Lachlan here. So I think so this good. is the this is probably the first episode that he hasn't been running the show. Really? Yeah. So there's been one, hasn't there? interviewed Locke once. That was a takeover. Yeah. Um, but we have no Locke with us today. So uh, I guess uh, for me, I want to just uh, chat about what's been happening for the last six months in, in your world, Jazz, and um, just get an update on where you're at, what's happening. Awesome. So, So how's the last six months been for you? Um, it's been good. That's for sure. Good good start to the mm. summary. I think um, the last time I did a podcast, it was before I started coaching at Virtus. So over the past six or so months, I've definitely delved into that a lot and I've been enjoying every minute of it. That's for sure. Mm. Um, I have found it challenging in lots of ways, but also um, very rewarding at the same time. And it's really good going into work, having work not feel like work, like it doesn't feel like a job, which is the fun side of things. Um, I sort of love how I can walk in and out of Virtus as if it's a second home and not really a working area, which is definitely the fun side of what I do day in and day out, Um, especially like when I quit Chemist Warehouse a couple of months ago, I walked back into there to like buy some like I don't know chemist warehouse shit and I was you know like deodorant order <laughs> like I walked into there and I was like wow I'm so glad I don't work here anymore like I used to walk in there absolutely hate it and walk out finishing the shift and it's just a, you know you walk in get the job done hate work hate life and just get out of there like I don't have that same vibe with what I do now which is amazing and yeah couldn't be happier 
Cool. How's your how's your perspective shifted since you've kind of moved into this into this role at uh, in a business that you can create the change you want to see in people and mm. that's fulfilling. What's sort of what's changed to make that a reality? Um, I don't know. I think it's really dependent on the people you work with. That's for sure. So it's funny. I was having this conversation with someone the other day as well. It's really interesting going from a franchise like Chemist Warehouse, a really big, well-known, large company, into a small business like Virtus, which with like small staff member numbers, like for example, Chemist Warehouse, say like you can call in sick and you just replace people straight away. Like they'll just go straight to the next person or you can quit on the spot and they won't really care. Like they'll just hire someone new straight away. Whereas, um, I don't know, just at Virtus it's so much more like everyone's family kind of thing. And I think my perspective has changed a lot in terms of the way a business is run from such a big, large, known franchise to a small business. It's funny how, like, the things we set in stone with, like, the weekly huddles we do and, um, yeah, just the meetings and all the small things, it really adds up to make sure that a company's running well, smoothly, and, like, even the staff members are enjoying what they do kind of thing. Mm. I think it's really important. I guess that's one of our... uh, One of the benefits of being in a, in a small business with a small tight group of employees or um, or team members is that we have control over how we run the thing right yeah like we don't have to we don't have these guidelines set up to by, to us by a big headquarters or uh, <clears throat> certain we don't have budgets that we have to allocate towards certain things like we can dictate how we run the show yeah yeah um, what, what do you say when people ask you what you do for a living? Great question. <laughs> Tell me, what do you do? <laughs> remember yesterday when I had to fill out that questionnaire thing and it said to me, um, it was like, what is your occupation? And I was yeah. looking at all the options and I was like, none of these suit me. I don't have one. And it sucks, especially being a student at uni when and you still don't even know what direction you're going into at the end of the, your degree and you don't know what occupation you fit into with uh-huh. like something I'm studying and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to studying such a wide, um, varied degree or whatever, but, um, yeah, the options were like education slash training, so I ticked that one, but then there was other, so I ticked other, and then I just wrote student, because I don't even know anymore. Yeah, it's hard. What is your, (coughs) how how would you describe your role at Virtus? Um... There's, like, the coaching side of things, that's for sure. Like, teaching, educating people on the benefits of exercise and how to exercise and prescribing exercise, which is the fun side. And then there's also, like, the community aspect. I think that's really important, sort of connecting with every person that walks in and out of the doors. I thoroughly enjoy, and I think that's um, quite a big thing that I value about myself and the company is like the people that we have come in and out uh like first thing on their mind is i just hate the idea that some people who don't go to verse for example might go to like a commercial gym will go in there just to get the job done and leave kind of thing and like some people dread the gym but they still go to it just because they have to i don't know burn x amount of calories or do that session but i definitely like that the people we have coming in and out they don't have that perspective towards training and I think um, holding a conversation with someone 
before, during and after a session adds in a lot of value to that, to what we like stand by and what we do. Um, yeah. Besides that, I feel like that's it. How do you... <clears throat> so people who people who don't come to, to Virtus, do you think... Um, I mean, we've said in the past that like the fitness is or the exercise stuff is the excuse to get people in and become part of a community or a culture where... <clears throat> they feel belonging and they feel connection and mm. and that sort of thing um do you think that people just um the reason they like why do people not want to be a part of that i don't know do you have the answer to that no <laughs> i don't know it <laughs> seems um yeah i mean it seems going back to that that idea of like there's barriers yeah and that we can't control i guess but um everyone's different and close people being close minded sucks as well. Yes. Yeah. How how do you approach people who are close minded? What do you? You don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Stay away. <Yeah>. Stay away. <laughs> oh, it's hard. That's hard. What about like one of the things that I find really hard as someone in this industry and as someone as a uh, who represents Virtus, which is. I guess um, stands out as something different mm. how do you explain what you do to people who don't have an understanding of the community and connection and yeah. even the performance benefits that we um, that we preach yeah how do you kind of overcome the barriers to explain what it is that we do yeah and then like in saying that with that question it's going back to like what your elevator pitch is totally and, yeah like What's your elevator pitch? I don't know what mine is. I still really struggle. I ha- gives it, it makes me feel stressed thinking about my elevator pitch because I still don't have a confident two minutes of like talking about myself. Totally. I don't know what to say. It's tough. And it's Give a definition of what ele- an elevator pitch is for those who don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a common thing that people understand? I think this is like a, a term that people give to um, like a short summary of what you do, right? Yeah. Um, so you're stuck in an elevator for one minute uh-huh. and you've got to talk about you and what you do and how you do it in the elevator. Go, what's yours? We're in an elevator. Let's hear it. I would say that I'm a, I'm a coach, not just of uh, strength and conditioning, but of behavior change. And I coach people how to overcome uh, change in their in their lives, whether it's lifestyle or relationships or um, or health, and I help them to uh, shift their perspective so that they can see that this change is good in their lives. And this relates back to like my workshops that I've been running, the power of change, and um, I guess the, the the change in our culture that I want to see. I want to see people being able to. Uh, reach their the pinnacle of what they could achieve and this trend this sort of transcends Virtus mm. right? like Virtus is the perfect crucible for this mm. um, and it's a great way to kind of practice these or conversations mm. uh, but it it transcends or it um, it goes beyond just Virtus yeah right so uh you're right, it's difficult to explain what you do, though. Yeah. It's... 
outside it's the doors. Of being able to still. <laughs> and someone's walked off. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it's hard to be able to articulate exactly what it is that you want to. Yeah. That you do. Right. It's hard, and even like you just asked me before, what has the past six months looked like? I don't know. I'm looking past this. I'm looking at that, and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know it's gone so quickly, and it's like blown. Totally. Past and so much has happened. It's like I don't even know what I do anymore. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. What does the next um, next twelve months look like for you? Um, hopefully, ideally, this time next year. Oh, it's hard. I don't know. I hate I hate and love this question all at once because it's like I'm gonna listen to this in a year's time, and it's like either happened or it hasn't, and I'll be either sad or upset. But either way, you'll be down the path, yeah, right? I would have evolved, totally and adapted. So let's be open-minded to that uh-huh. sentence. But anyway. Um, 12 months from now, I would like to be studying a Master's of Teaching in Primary slash Secondary Education mm-hmm. while still smashing goals at Virtus week by week um, in terms of just loving what I do and having work not really feel like work, just getting the job done and enjoying every bit of it. Um, maybe a second job as well if I feel like it I don't know what yet if you feel like it <laughs> I feel like pushing to that limit I'm not sure I don't know why do you want to um, do teaching um I like the education side of things and I like the sustainability the job holds kind of thing ever since I got into the idea of like hey yeah let's be a personal trainer or let's get into this industry I've sort of realized like you can't, well, I don't seem, I shouldn't say you can't because people can. I don't see myself doing this for in 10 years' time at all or it's definitely like a phase and a bit of a blip. Like, what do you mean? Coaching? Yeah, coaching. Okay. Or personal training or whatever the job title is. I just, I love it and I want to keep growing in it but then I also see something like teaching being a bit more sustainable around what I see on like where I see myself in like 10 years time with a family and a house and all that fun stuff um yeah I think that's why and I think I'd enjoy it yeah I always liked school I really enjoyed school really yeah I don't know why like so many people hate school and then I don't know why I just really enjoyed it I quite enjoyed school yeah I like the social aspect of it. Yeah. Being around your friends all the time, and obviously the like, I love learning. Yeah. As well, that's what, that's a big part of it, and going straight from school to uni. Mm. Um, that just seemed like a natural progression. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same here. Because um, you've just gone straight from school into mm. uni. Yeah. And then you'll potentially start a master's as well. Yeah. And then I hear that and I'm like, why am I doing that? Like, why? When people say that to me, they're like, okay, yeah, you're going straight one into the other. But I don't see myself doing it any other way. I'm not that interested in a gap year, even though I'm interested to travel and stuff. Like, I'm down for it and I want to do it and I've got it booked and ready to go. But I'm also like, I can always handle both. Like, yeah, kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. see how that goes. In terms of 12 months from now, though, Liam's also pushing for moving out and getting a house. So that's another... Big thing. See how that goes. Shout out to Liam. Ding, ding. Wherever the bell is. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Cool. See what happens. Yeah, I mean, plans always change, right? They do. They definitely do. And 
And I'm so young. I'm not even 21 yet. Oh, I'm what? Even, like, just chill out. Just this is relax. Why I hate, this is why I hate that question of, like, where do you see yourself 12 months from now? Because then I start freaking talking about houses and shit. <laughs> it makes me sound old. Age is just a number, though, though right? That's like, so um, If that, that's the thing that you want, then... I'll do it. You'll do it. Yeah. And it um, doesn't matter whether you're 21 or 31 yeah. or 51. Like, these... You can still want these things and you can still be moving toward them. Regardless. Yeah, definitely. What about you? Where do you see yourself 12 months from now? It's a great question. It depends. Uh, yeah, it's a great question. I'm not sure. I've, I'm sort of at a crossroads at the moment. So I've spent the last, uh, I finished my uni degree in July. Mm. So I spent the last two years working to tick that off. Yeah. And now that that chapter's kind of closed, I'm looking to, to take that next step and whether that's uh continue with Virtus and yeah. continue building this thing that we're we're all creating and continue fostering that community and the culture and being a being a big part in that uh that's that's definitely that's door a mm. door b is moving into a more uh uh let's call it corporate type role yeah. Where I can kind of practice, start practicing the things that I've that I've learned in my degree. Yeah. Um, and I'm hesitating between the two doors because yeah. I'm not sure how um, how I can live the lifestyle that I want to live mm-hmm. and make the make both of those results or outcomes fit within that. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's I'll. Keep, I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now. Awesome. Like, I love being a part of Virtus. I love the role that I'm in and the community that I'm a part of. Um, but there's also, like, the change that I want to create in, yeah. in our culture or in our, in our world. Um, mm. Like, it's not just limited to Virtus. Yeah. There's potentially a bigger impact that I can have on the world if I shifted gears into a different different role or in a different direction yeah so I'll explore options and I'll see what um what doors open but I'm I'm pretty open to things at the moment yeah I don't know look at you go who knows what about you and Sally oh what about us 12 months from now anything new shout out to Sally Ann uh well, Sally Ann will finish her master's degree yeah. uh, in psychology in June next year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, once she's finished with that, she'll she'll shift gears into a into a full time role. Yeah, uh, practicing psych, which she's super excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know. We might we we'll, might look at moving out and moving into into a house together. Nice. Um, maybe have a little holiday first. Cool. Where to? I don't know. What do you reckon? What do you recommend? I don't know. Well, we've been to England many times. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to England. <laughs> shout, out to shout out to the Queen. <laughs> the Queen. No, um, I don't know. We've sort of done a bit of Europe. Maybe we'll do something like Asia. Have love to go to America? Japan. I went to America a few years yeah, ago. Okay. I'd love to take Sally in there. Oh, should we go? Yeah. Maybe um, 
I've got a friend, um, shout out to Lilf. What's the shout outs? Hello. Uh, he's, um, he's spent two years in Revelstoke. Yeah. Okay. He comes back early next year, so he probably won't, we well, won't cross paths, but uh, I'd love to go up there and explore with Sal. Yeah. That's super That'd cool. be epic. Yeah. Well, I've got Japan in December and oh, then yeah. I'm thinking America next year. Very cool. I think. See what happens. So I'm a little bit unsure if I go about doing a master's, what the because it's accelerated too. So if I smash that out in 1.5 years, I don't know how much time off I necessarily mm. get just yet. Yeah. Let's see what happens. How do you feel about this um, like uncertainty of not knowing what you're going to go into? Mm, it's one of those things where it's like exciting and scary all at once kind of thing, especially in saying that with that question, like a lot of me questions the degree in terms of it being accelerated, so 1.5 years and it being a master's and then I'm like, wow, this is sounds like a lot of content workload or whatever, um, especially considering like the bachelor, the bachelor's that I'm doing now is really like the assessments and the exams and stuff, they're very practical based and they're not, um, like I'm not writing essays day in day out kind of thing so I'm not sure if I should be expecting that or what to expect but then I just remind myself that I've sort of got the support around me to help Steph New Steph New I can never say her last name Steph Newen Steph Newen shout, shout out to her be, be fit um yeah I know I can lean on people like her who's done something super similar and um even like going back to the people that we know in and out of it it's like there's so many teachers that I'm sure would be happy to help and yeah just head down bum up bum up smash it out do you doubt your uh, your ability to to do the course all the time why <laughs> when do i never i doubt my ability to be a coach <laughs> every day <laughs> um why because because it's because i can because <laughs> you can <laughs> because <laughs> i feel like self-doubt is probably my biggest weakness as a person okay. i reckon i just like get too uncomfortable with things I just need to look past them and flourish you, yeah <clears throat> um, that's a toughie yeah how do you help that don't know what's your weakness my weakness <laughs> yeah self doubt is definitely mine I'm not sure no one uh Probably my ability to deal with uncertainty, mm. like my, <clears throat> so faced with the two doors that I, that I mentioned earlier, Yeah, it's really hard to take action on moving forward mm. when it's so hard to make a decision or um, there's, there's resistance in trying to choose, mm. right? Like we, we get hit with this... Um, this tension that we try to move through when we make these decisions and I just find it super difficult to commit to doing something mm. when two there are two uh, perfectly good options. Yeah. Right? So why should I commit to option A when option B is like just as good? So it's kind of uh, choosing between two, two things um, and yeah, I just find it super hard. Yeah. And that stops me from from moving forward. I just get stuck, yeah. stuck in the mud. 
And then just going back to that, um, the workshop you did, the Power of Change, or mm-hmm. give that a little shout out, Power of Change. <laughs> um, the exercise you did in, it, did in it, the fear setting one, I find that mm. really helpful. Talk me through it. Something. There's all the columns, isn't there? A fear setting. I can't. You'd know it more. You'd know it more <laughs> top of your head than I would. What's the first one? So the exercise we did was. Um, was fear setting and it was essentially dissecting why we might be afraid of taking action on something and it shows us the consequences of inaction yeah so uh it could be like <clears throat> for you it could be uh committing to doing your, your master's degree yeah so what are the the costs of inaction mm. in three six twelve months three years the, uh you wouldn't be moving towards the your, the dream of being a teacher, right? Yeah. Or um, it wouldn't give you the platform to be able to express your love of, of learning. Yeah. Um, and the exercise asks you to write down things which you are doing and you're not doing to to reach that goal. I guess. Yeah. Um. It's more, a, it's more an exercise in awareness rather than, like, an it's not answer. a goal setting yeah. or gives you an answer. Yeah, yeah, it's bringing awareness to why you why you should take action toward your, your dream or your goal. Mm. Um, what, why did you do the power change? Um, to get more clear on next year. Huh. To make sure that it is something that I wanted to stick through and just get done. And it is going back to that idea of, like, let's say I don't... Like, at this rate, I might not even get accepted into it. I might not. And that's always another fear or Mm. section of uncertainty is like I've got this clear picture on what my next 12 months might look like and hey it might not like you never know something can always pop up out of nowhere and that ends up happening instead so I think I did it for awareness of what I wanted it to look like and shape out my next 12 months and go from there and it was good it helped cool what sort of what picture did that paint for you it painted the picture of the steps I needed to take and what's in my control and what's out of my control. Um, answering all the solutions to the consequences of what might happen. Um, and yeah, just going from there. It definitely helped shape more awareness to what I was about to stick through with. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. What's um <clears throat> coming back to like the last <clears throat> the last six months of being a coach of Virtus. Mm. What um what's been your biggest like lesson or your biggest takeaway from shifting from being an intern going through this program mm. with us and having the role of of intern yeah. to now you're putting on a different mask or a different hat as a coach. What's um, how has how has that role impacted you, or how, what have you taken away from that? Um, that's a good question. I think like the biggest challenge or hurdle I've probably had is going back to self doubt kind of thing in terms of just like being surrounded by people who. I feel like a 20 times better than I am. And then nah. going from there, um, that's always a hard one. But 
I think learning from that as well is really important. Um, and then it's going back to like that quote or saying that I think um, Lockie used to always mention, like you've got to, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're standing in the wrong room or that one. Mm-hmm. I don't know, don't quote me on it. I don't know who said it either. Shout out. Some guy. <laughs> Some guy. But um, yeah, like you always want to be in a room of people who are smarter than you to obviously learn and grow from them a lot more. And I definitely feel like I'm doing that every day. I'm walking in and out of work, which is awesome. Um, yeah, that's definitely been the biggest challenge and learning curve of the past six months. What's, um, what are you learning? Everything. What don't I learn? (laughs) Even things, it's been good as well, like finishing up with uni, um, like the units I'm doing at the moment, how that's like crossing over to work, like what I do here. Um, like, I don't know, something you said before that sort of reminded me that I was going to bring up in conversation was, um, like one of my units at the moment, exercise and psychology, I've found super interesting in the way that it's been good in terms of it's teaching you how to communicate to, with people, but specifically clients and stuff. And the way that you go about wording things, especially when like you can just tell, you know, the answer to someone's problem or issue, or for example, someone saying like, I want to lose weight or I am too fat or I need to run or something like that and it's Mm -hmm. that idea of like okay how I know the answer for them is to just exercise which is what I do as a job to help people exercise it's like all right how do I make that person realize what the answer is without just telling them the answer because most likely someone's going to listen to that and just be like oh like they're not going to do it you've got to try and bring that answer out of them and how you summarize and word things that's been really good so just crossing over a lot of stuff that I learned at uni into like day-to-day life at work has been really Mm. really good yeah cool i think that's um that's one of the most important things as a coach Mm. right we don't have the answers to all the clients or a client's questions yeah um even if we do then it's not our job just to give it to them absolutely yeah we almost need to ask the questions to lead them to the answer and then when they realize it themselves a, it's more fulfilling for them because they have come to this conclusion mm. all on their own, seemingly. Yeah. Uh, and B, it's probably more powerful. Yeah. And then being a coach, it can be so rewarding, like stepping back and watching them click the paths of what they need totally. to do, I think. Um, yeah, it's been really good. Cool. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really like that. What's the... Um, what, what does a perfect coach look like to you? Like what is the thing Good that you're question. the ideal vision of a coach that you're striving to be mm. that's a really good question it's funny because I remember um, when I was an intern I sort of drew like a stick figure in the mid- middle of a page and then I wrote little like speech bubbles on what I wanted being a coach cool. as like an ideal yep. perfect coach and just like using I don't know, aspects of coaching that I found from all the different staff members and stuff. Yeah. And I sort of accumulated this stick figure of like 5,000 things on a page. And then (laughs) I think the perfect coach is someone who cares and someone who has a passion for what they do, shows care, constant care for the client, um, knows what they're talking about, has confidence in what they're talking about, which is something I think I struggle with. Um... 
always are there science-based principles um, outgoing loud comforting okay yeah have you revisited that since you've started no I actually found the book the other day and I was like oh I don't know if I want to look through it that'd be a cool exercise it would I probably should I need to mm. definitely yeah it's like we are another thing that we sort of spoke about in the workshop um, and the the idea was touched upon by by Logan at the Hold the Standard Summit. Yeah, uh, it was like the visual ment- visual representation of your of the, the thing you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and as coaches, I think it's hard. It's sometimes easy to uh, lose sight of the type of coach we want to be. We get caught up in the day to day running of the the business, the programming, being. Um, in the thick of it. Yeah, and life in general just totally. Yeah. And so sometimes it helps to take a take a step back, get a re- revise what that measure that mental representation is of the thing mm-hmm. that we're trying to do or the the person we're trying to be. Yeah. And like check ourselves to see if we're actually doing the things. Yeah. To be the perfect coach. Absolutely. And I think it's like really important as well in terms of like if you're listening to this and it's that idea of oh, I'm not a coach this doesn't relate to me but it could relate to any job you're doing totally a teacher could be listening to this and reminding themselves like okay me being a teacher in front of a classroom full of students what am I wanting to like what's the ideal teacher what's the ideal barista like uh-huh. the ideal student even if you're not really in a job industry yet um yeah yeah. Great exercise. Just draw that stick figure and speech bubbles around it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good. Another question, going back to what you said before, um, I used to do this all the time, is like, look back, reflect, instead of asking that question of like 12 months from now, what were you doing 12 months ago? Like reflecting on past mm-hmm. things to see how far you've come. I used to do it all the time and I used to really enjoy it. So what did you do this time 12 months ago? This time last year, September. September. Around grand final time. Getting ready for the the Mighty Eagles to to win the grand final. Eagles. Yeah. Really. Best best team in the competition. I lived over in WA for a little while. Really. Mm -hmm. Wow. When I was young. When I was about four or four years old. Were you born there? No, I was born in in Clayton. Yeah. Uh, And my mum and dad. Moved down to Mount Eliza mm. when I was about three, two yeah. or three, just when my sister was born. Mm. Uh, and then when I was four years old, we moved over to WA for dad's work. Oh. And so I lived there till I was about seven. Um, okay. So I think those were kind of like formative years. Mm. Right? Um, before then, I didn't have a football team and I left like an Eagles fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, and then I've been back in Victoria ever since, but haven't mm-hmm. shaken that. Yeah. There you go. Um, Stick with yeah. the Eagles. This time last year, what so, were you So, this time last year, I was, well, I was in the middle of my degree. Yeah. So, I would have been... Stressed? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I was never really... I'm not the sort of person to, like, stress over stuff yeah. like that. Mm. I just kind of do the work. Yeah. Um... I think I stress more over like the big, big stuff. Yeah. 
mm. more than just the little day-to-days. Yeah. But I would have been... Uh, what was I doing? I was studying. I was pr- pretty similar to what I'm doing now with Virtus. Yeah. Um, Sally and I had a had a holiday to Bali in the middle of last year. Yeah. Yeah. So not much would have not much would have changed. I don't think. Uh-huh. My perspective has definitely shifted in the last mm. twelve months. Um, hugely. Yeah. Being. Uh, taking on, I guess, more of like a, a leadership role mm. at Virtus, not studying. Um, now has definitely freed up a lot more capacity to do stuff. do stuff at Virtus. Yeah. My coaching work with with John mm. has been a huge um, huge influence over how I sort of perceive how I perceive the world around me and what I'm, I guess, spending my time doing. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely looking a little bit at the broader picture and trying to see how I can, the change that I want to see in people or in myself, how can I take action to do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, day, the my role hasn't changed much in the last 12 months, but my perspective or yeah. my, my intention has definitely changed in the last so 12 good. months, which I I think I'm, I'm quite proud of. Yeah. I like the direction that I'm going in, yeah. even though the future is still a little bit unclear. I'm mm. still moving in the direction that I want, and I'm um, having conversations with people and connecting with others and making mm. a contribution that I still really love. Yeah. So. So good. What about you? I. Good question. This time last year. Um, I was actually, oh, this is fun. I was on a cruise. I was what? visiting New Caledonia. Yeah. Shout out to That's the cool. people that I went with. Um, was that before or after the mentorship? Before. Yeah. Mentorship would have been in November. It's funny, actually, no, it's coming back to me now. So I applied for the mentorship before going away yep. on holidays. So did a went and visited New Caledonia, some of the surrounding islands. Um, from there That's very cool. Had a blast, yeah. It was really good. Spent we ended up spending like over a thousand dollars on fish bowls and cocktails, but Ooh. you get that. So that was fun. That was <laughs> mid semester break of my second year of uni. So Yep. Um, yeah. And definitely looking back at it so much has changed between then and now. Like I was just working at Chemist Warehouse. Um just like studying a lot and yep. in my second year, yeah. In between then, yeah, took cool. up Virtus. Now quit there. Slowly smashing goals. Hell yeah. I'm just looking at my calendar, yeah. uh, what I was doing last year. So good. I was actually doing a, a week-long intensive at uni mm, um, yeah. called Green Steps, which is about, it's like a sustainable development leadership program. Mm. Uh, where we learnt uh, about how to um, create sustainable development initiatives and battle or tackle climate change, um, which is actually really cool. That's it's a cool, cool experience. One. Yeah, where was it? It was at uni, based at uni. Oh, okay. Yeah. At Monash, so uh, week long program followed by a consulting project. Yeah. Where we, my my project was based around microgrids. Mm. 
um, at, at university and how we can create like self-sustaining grids based on renewable energy. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Go. Bit different. It's not Very something different. like I'd done before, but yeah. yeah, it was a cool challenge. Super cool. Love it. Yeah. What are you currently, like what, what, what are the current challenges that you're facing in, in your work or in your personal, personal um, development? I think... Just going back to self-doubt, really. Just having those weaknesses of, like... Self-doubt? Yeah. Why? Thinking that everyone... I just feel like everyone's doing better than I am and I should be doing better. Kind so of is thing. it, like, a comparison thing? Yeah, more of a comparison, I reckon. Like, I just look at, um... Like, the people that I work alongside with, thinking that, like, oh, these guys are doing so much better than I am, but I've just got to remind myself they've been doing it for a shit ton longer than I have, and... Um, We're still green. Yeah, exactly. Just, I need to be more patient, I think. I've always had patience as something I really struggle with. I'm uh -huh. super impatient, and I just want to, like, get stuff done now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that would be probably the biggest thing I'm challenged with. What about you? Uh... For me, I think my biggest challenge at the moment is setting boundaries around my time and around the things that I spend my time doing because I've got my project work with John, I've got Virtus, I've got these other um, small kind of projects I'm working on, like the workshop. So it's separating, being able to separate them so yeah. that I'm not um, like multitasking or trying to juggle these different things all at once yeah that's me actually at the moment too I'm going to take that as well oh you can't still mind that's another challenge that I'm struggling with university is like a perfect playing field for oh, that yeah because yeah. yeah I mean balancing uni and work and yeah. personal stuff I've got like just 5,000 things I feel like I've started all at once that I'm trying to tick off uh huh and, yeah, time boundaries is something that doesn't exist in my world. Just try and plot along at it all, all at once. Yeah. I'm a multi-focused person. You know how Lockie always goes, oh, I'm a single-focused guy. Lachlan. Yeah. You know how he always says that? I'm multi-focused. Like, I have, like, five things all at once to think about and do. Mm. I'd hate to be single-focused. I couldn't do it. Life would be too boring. Mean? I don't know. Explain single-focused to me. I so single-focused is, like... I'll use Lockie's example of just being on your phone and someone will be talking to you and he'll just stay on his phone and he can't do two things at once. Great example. <laughs> yeah, so that's a single focus, whereas a multi-focus would be, like, perfect example, Mitch having three TV screens, uh, baseball, no, basketball, football, and then just programming on one computer and patting Bailey with the other hand <laughs> all at once, like a multi-focus of 5,000 things on a little world. Yeah, that's me. Cool. Yeah. Very good. Very good. What are you? You're a single focus. Uh, I think I'm a single focus. I mean, I, I like that I can put my head down and, like, just get stuff done yeah. and not be distracted by other things. Yeah. Um, I can't focus on, like, three different things at once and get anything yeah. meaningful done. Yeah. I can't be productive like that. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. I've got a few questions to finish. This is a. <laughs> this is demanded by you, so. <laughs> I just think it's needed every podcast. Alrighty. Uh, okay. How do you How do you start every morning? Do you have a like oh, a routine that you you stick with? Um, 
that gives you the best start to to your day, or is it? Oh, all right. The start of my morning looks like. Well, before the morning happens, so before I go to bed, I usually lay out the clothes that I'm wearing for the next day. Mm-hmm. Sounds like weird, but I don't know what? why. I just always do it because it gets me out of bed quicker. So the start of my morning is literally getting straight up, out of bed, putting those clothes on and turning the light on. And then Liam will probably like start Damn crying. Cause Poor thing. I just get up early and he doesn't and he just rolls over and gets all grumpy and then just get up put everything in my bag and go I'm such a rush person in the morning I try and get as much sleep as possible because like mm-hmm. for example on Thursday starting work at 6.30 in the morning I literally have my alarm on at 5.50 take, and I give myself 10 minutes to get changed and that's it like just get changed put stuff in my bag and leave it like exactly 6 to get to work at 6.15 Tactical. like I just yeah try and get as much sleep as possible and yeah I think that's my morning cool what is, uh, what's success to you? Mm, I hate that question. Sorry. That's okay. Success to me is doing something you're passionate about and um, like achieving goals in it, having small wins, which eventually build up to big wins. Would you say that you are successful? Mm, no. Why? I don't know. Uh, but you're doing. You're like you're doing something that you're passionate about right now. Yeah. You're yeah. hitting. You're hitting goals by helping clients mm. achieve theirs. You're yeah. working towards your own development and your education. Yeah. I guess you could say that. You got me there. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to... Like, <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Point, just like, I know, people would just be listening to it like, shut up and disagree with it. So that would be the right, right thing now. to do. <laughs> yeah. Hit me with the next one. How do you show up in your life? Um, with a smile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Good one to finish. Nice. Well, Jasmine, it's been a pleasure. Short and sweet. Very. Thanks for coming on. That's okay. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It's nice chatting.